Welcome to Ebenezer's Podcast, a podcast about hearing, understanding, and applying the Word of God to our lives. My name is Leighton Erickson, and I'm Ebenezer's Lead Pastor. Thanks for joining us today. Please check out our website at ebenezerbaptist.ca to connect with us and learn more about our ministries. I hope you enjoy the message. Who are you? Have you ever asked yourself this question? I think if each of us were to answer truthfully, we've probably asked it at one time or another. Who are you? Most of us would likely begin by describing ourselves physically. I'm tall, I'm short, I'm dark hair, I'm blonde, or maybe I'm just this fashionable shade of gray. Who are you? Some would say I'm the mother of three energetic boys, or I've been happily married to my amazing wife for 34 years, which I am. Others would say I'm a Canadian, where our family immigrated to Canada X number of years ago. Some of us might cite our profession. I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, I work at a tech firm. Who are you? There are so many different responses to this question. But have we ever stopped to consider who Jesus says that I am? For the last number of weeks, our sermon series has focused on an even larger question. Why Jesus? Why Jesus? What is it about Jesus that we should believe in him, follow him, and make him the center of our lives? Our new Ebenezer mission statement helps us understand why Jesus and Jesus alone is worth us setting aside our own agendas in order to follow him and give him our greatest love and loyalty. Our mission is to point people to Jesus and help them know and follow him. We point people to Jesus because we believe he is the way. Not just the way to God, but the way to reconciliation, justice, and restoration. We believe he's the truth. Not just the truth about God, but the truth about humankind and this world. We believe he's the life. Not just eternal life, but the key to a better and fuller life now. Now last week, Pastor Cal talked about why it's critical to endorse absolute truth, and that this absolute truth can be found in the person of Jesus. Everything Jesus did, Everything Jesus said and everything Jesus accomplished is truth. Now, today we'll be considering why Jesus is the truth about who we are as humanity and even as people individually. And that brings us back to the question that I asked at the start. Who are you? Who are you from the perspective of Jesus? In order to answer this, I think we need to begin with the beginning. Now, many in North America have chosen to embrace the theory of evolution or Darwinism to explain the origin of our world and all the species, including us as people. Now, just to be clear, I'm not a biologist. I'm not an evolutionist. I won't try to explain evolutionary theory or look for gaps within it. There are many people who can do both much better than I can. However, I will say that in my opinion, when you boil it right down, Evolution struggles to bring real deep value to humankind beyond crediting humanity as the greatest outcome of natural selection and evolutionary process thus far. However, when we look at who we are according to Jesus, we see a very, very different picture. Who are you? Who are you according to Jesus? When we look into the scriptures, the first thing that we see is that we are intentionally created. Now, a lot of us might expect us to go to Genesis for a discussion about creation, but I'm going to go to 1 John initially instead. 1 John 1, 1 and 2, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Now, this passage is actually a direct correlation to the creation passages that we find in Genesis. And who is the Word? Well, this is a reference to Christ. 
Jesus was there as a part of the Godhead right at the time of creation. And because Jesus was present, he has complete authority to speak into who we are from the perspective of creation. And so without basis established, I just want to move on now to Genesis. And the first thing that we see there is that humankind was intentionally created by God. 2 verse 7 in Genesis. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And 5 verse 2. He created the male and female and blessed them, and he named them mankind when they were created. So according to the scripture, humanity was intentionally created by God. This means that we are inherently valuable because it was God who did the creating. Maybe this will help. When my boys were little, we used to play with Lego for hours and hours and hours on end, designing and building and rebuilding. And when it was all said and done, most of their designs weren't that amazing or impressive, but it didn't matter. We would keep these creations intact for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Why? Because it was my boys who built it. And because they had built it, it was priceless. God, the almighty, the all-powerful, the holy and righteous God, the ever-loving God, the everlasting God, God who is all of this and more, initially created us. And because it's God who made us, we are inherently valuable. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Now, the next thing that we see in the creation story is that humanity was created in a specific way. We were created in the image of God. Uh, 1 verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Now, obviously, there's a physical aspect to who we are. This does not mean that God has a physical likeness. John 4 24 says that God is spirit. So what this does mean is the inverse. Because God is spirit, we also have a spiritual aspect to who we are. We have an eternal soul. To be created in the image of God also means that there's a mental likeness. Humanity has intelligence, the ability to reason, the ability to willfully make choices. As image bearers, there's also a moral likeness. Ephesians 4.24 says, put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, again, because humanity was created in the image of God, mankind is above all of the other creatures in the world. Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock and over all the earth and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So who are you? Who are you according to Jesus? You're not merely the product of time or selection. You are intentionally created by the God of all creation, designed in his image to have dominion over all creation and ultimately to bring glory to him. Intentionally created, designed in his image to have dominion over all creation. That's who you are according to Jesus. Now the next thing that we see in scripture as we continue to move on is that that you are immeasurably valued. In 2014, the movie Monuments Men was released, which told the story of a special allied squadron created near the end of World War II. This unit was put together to locate and recover priceless pieces of work, or of art rather, plundered by the Nazis as they overtook much of Europe. I actually think it was playing on History Channel this Remembrance Week. Now, the real Monuments Men faced enemy opposition and insurmountable odds as they relentlessly searched behind enemy lines for these lost treasures. Now, this special group made several discoveries, 
and they were able to recover numerous pieces of artwork. But the greatest mine came when they uncovered Hitler's stash in the ancient salt mine in Altusi. And I'm sure I didn't say that right, so I'm sorry for that. But I think we have a picture here now from the History Smithsonian website showing pieces of stolen artwork in the storage racks in the Steinberg mine. There were literally thousands and thousands of pieces. Now, since these items had been hidden for years and many had been damaged during hurried transport, they needed cleaning, they needed restoration. Now, fortunately, the majority were brought back to their original estate by the work of skilled restoration artists and professionals. And I believe we see now a, a picture of a, an art conservator working on a piece. He's removing the dirt, he's removing the stains, he's restoring and refinishing these priceless items, making them like, now, like new. Now, because of the work of the monument's men, billions of dollars of irreplaceable artwork and artifacts were found and restored to their original priceless condition. In the creation account in Genesis, we find that man was originally designed by God to be in relationship with his creator. In chapters two and three, we see Adam and Eve actually walking and talking with God in the garden. There was relationship between them, but humanity disobeyed God. Remember, mankind was created with the ability to make choices and his choice caused sin to enter the world and this separated mankind from God. Because of this original act of disobedience, we were lost. We were broken. The original design was damaged. We were in darkness, captive to our sin, no longer in relationship with God. So who are you? Humanity is sinful. That's the hard truth about who we are. Very hard truth, so hard that some are actually attempting to downplay this truth, overemphasizing God's love at the expense of his justice. I'm not saying that God is not loving, but there's an overemphasis, an imbalance of God's love and justice. Others are trying to remove the reality of hell and punishment from theology. Paul tells us this in Romans, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. The truth is that we're sinful and God knows it. And God knows all about our sinful heart and our sinful actions. These are completely open to him. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. For some, this is terrifying. And it should be. But for, for others as well, this truth can actually be encouraging. Well, how so? It's only from a true understanding of the depth of our sinfulness that we gain a true understanding of the immensity of the love of God and the work of Jesus accomplished on behalf of us as, as humankind. It's only from understanding the depth of our sinfulness that we gain a true understanding of the immensity of God's love. You see, God understands that priceless things are worth going after regardless of the obstacles. God understands that items of great value are worth pursuing no matter the cost. And so God sent Jesus into our world behind enemy lines, if you will. Philippians 2, Starting at verse 5, Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, made himself nothing by taking on the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And then John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. See, God sent Jesus to find us in the darkness and the lostness of our sin. And when he found us, he went about the work of restoring us. He took the filth of our sin 
and removed its stain at the cross. 1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. But God didn't stop there. He kept on with his work. As the layers of disobedience and sin were stripped away, our relationship with God was also renewed by what Jesus did on our behalf. Romans 8, verse 1 and 2 says, There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. See, God understands that priceless things are worth restoring. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Corinthians continues, And we are being transformed into his image, with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord. So who are you according to Jesus? You are pursued by the love of God. You are restored by the death and resurrection of Jesus. God's activity on your behalf reveals that you are immeasurably valued in the eyes of God, pursued by his love and restored by the death and resurrection. This is who you are according to Jesus. But we can't simply leave this truth without responding to it. We can't simply hear about our sinfulness and the incredible lengths God went to to make things right again and say, that's nice, and then walk away. John 1.12 says, To all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. See, we have to receive this amazing gift of God by faith. Ephesians says, It's by grace that you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. You have to step out. You have to believe, and you have to take hold of the truth of Jesus for yourself. Now, if this is something that you're interested in, we wanna give you an opportunity to have more information, more conversation. Simply take your cell phone and text the word relationship to our church number, 306-249-0084. Relationship to 306-249-0084. The next thing that we see in scripture is that we are infused with meaning and purpose. Where do we get our greatest sense of meaning in our, in our North American culture? From our work, from our family, from our bank account? Some of us get our sense of meaning from how many followers they have online. We try to find meaning and purpose through so many things, but our strategies will eventually fail. Jeremiah 2.13 says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and that's a reference to Jesus, and they have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns, that cannot hold water. See, every strategy for finding meaning and purpose outside of Jesus will eventually seep away, leaving us disillusioned and disappointed. The markets, they crash. Our businesses, they dry up. Pandemic has shown us this. Our families, they'll disappoint at times, sometimes in significant ways. Our likes online will turn into angry faces. See. Jesus alone is the source of living water that will always refresh and satisfy. And when we embrace and follow him, we are then infused with meaning and purpose far beyond any earthly pursuit. And at this point in time, I could talk about a lot of different things theologically, but I simply want to let scripture speak truth to us. And so I invite you just to invite the spirit of God, the spirit that recognizes that Jesus is Lord, that he would come and speak to you as I share these passages. So who are you? Who are you according to Jesus? You're accepted. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians says, 
He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure of his will. 1 Corinthians 6 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. You belong to the Lord. We are accepted by him. We are secure. We are free from condemnation. Romans says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Nothing can separate us from God. Romans says, who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Philippians says that we can be confident that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We're significant. We're significant in the eyes of God. We're created and empowered for good works. We're God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. He has designed us to bear fruit and appointed us to bear fruit. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give to you. You're the salt of the earth that if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. We are the salt and light of the earth. Now there's a multitude of scriptures that speak about who we are in Christ. And you can find these online through various ministries. These I've shared just quickly from Neil Anderson Ministries, but I know that you can go online and find numerous ministries or resources rather like this as well. Just want to close with one final thought. The world, the world may tell us that we're the result of natural selection and vast amounts of time, but Jesus tells us who we truly are. We're intentionally created in the image of God, we're immeasurably valued in the eyes of God, and we're infused with meaning and purpose as a child of God. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that in you there is truth. In Christ there is truth. He is truth. And the truth that we've uh, seen today about who we are is so important. And there's a lot of, of us running and striving, trying to, to fill our, our lives with valuable things and trying to find value in those things or in what we're doing but we know that all of that will eventually come to an end and only true value can be found in you and who you think that we are and who you know that we are. And so today we just want to open our hearts and our lives and just embrace who it is that you say we are. We thank you for that today and we give you praise that we have so much more to live for and there is so much more that we are about than what the world says. And so today we want to embrace that and give you praise for how um, you speak into us in terms of the truth that you give us. We give you praise today now in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out our church website at ebenezerbaptist.ca. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by clicking like and by subscribing to our podcast channel. God bless you and thanks for listening.